Welcome to Sales Velocity TV, where we pull back the curtain on how the top businesses in the world sell more with less resistance. Bringing over 50 plus years of combined sales experience and over 100 million in revenue generated, please welcome the hosts of Sales Velocity TV and two incredibly entertaining gentlemen, Andrew Cass and Aaron Parkinson. Aaron, my man, how's it going? It's going great. We're it's, back. It's, I'm excited. Uh, let me unpack the we're back thing. <laughs> um, if you've been following our show for a little while now, you know we've been in a very slow, gradual process of rebranding and redoing the show and going bigger and broader. Sales Velocity has been around for a long time. But the project's taken a little longer than we expected, so we're still kind of rolling here into the last few formal episodes of Sales Velocity TV. We might do a couple more before we have our... And I don't want to announce the name yet because we're still like 99% on the name of the new show. Um, but we're close to having our brand new show branded. It will be on the same channels. It'll take over the Sales Velocity TV brand on all the, all the podcast channels. It'll just be a different name, different theme. So we're going to unpack some AI sales tools today. We're going to get right back into it. Um, more to come on the new name and the new theme and the new direction, but uh, the AI conversation is pretty big. Aaron, I did a I did a webinar about two weeks ago for my entire Pipeline Pro community. We have a certified partner program, as you know, and that partner program allows us to certify people on our technology and then put them into the the SaaS business to be able to consult and implement and bring SaaS to business owners. Yeah. What I noticed in our research, we pulled some really important stats, is the two areas right now where all the money is flowing as far as spend. Big business spend, even government spend, is going to two places. It's going to AI and it's going to SaaS. Two places. Now, SaaS requires people. AI does not. These AI tools are all robot tools, so to speak. And this is sort of, you know, this is all the rage now. You hear, there's not a day goes by on CNBC that I don't hear some kind of AI tool or some stock that's up 500% or some company Microsoft is buying out for how many billions of dollars, I don't know. So it's moving pretty fast. I have a love-hate relationship with it, Aaron, as you know. Uh, the tools that are in place right now, though, for the small to medium-sized business owner and just the day-to-day -day person who wants to be more efficient in business are unbelievable. The bigger problem in picture long-term is anything that's too artificial really starts to remove the thought process, which concerns me. I've never liked the fact that we're going artificial intelligence, artificial nutrition, artificial foods, artificial thought artificial everything. I, I, I don't like that. We start to remove ourselves from humanity. And that that's a, a bigger, you know, overarching problem that I see. Elon Musk has the same concern, by the way, which is good to see. Um, interestingly, the lead AI technician from Google left Google a year ago with the same problem. He, he couldn't he, he couldn't ethically do it anymore. He said it's moving too fast and creating too many artificial things. I don't want to be a part of it anymore. So there's that element, too, which maybe we'll talk a little bit about. But we want to stay I guess, simple today on the tools that can help you grow your business, what you're seeing, what I'm seeing, just being mindful of the bigger problematic picture. Yeah, I, the, the way I view AI there's, is, is very simple. And, and I think it's important to reference what you just talked about. There's over a thousand AI tools a month being launched right is now. Is that right? So wow. first off, you have to appreciate when there's a boom like this it's sort of like it was in the dot-com bubble right is there's good there's bad there's average there's wild uh, wild West. quite a few i've seen their their pros and their cons and their weaknesses you know a, a primary example is i was playing with one the other day and, and it creates images for you and i said great create this image and then put 
this line of text in the middle of the image and it spelled the line of text wrong nine times in a row. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, like there's, there's definitely some progress that still has to happen mm -hmm. with some of these tools. But for me, I look at it strictly through the sales and marketing lens, hence the show. And I'm looking at it strictly from the speed and the efficiency. And in, in many cases, the cost savings, mm -hmm elements of AI and what they can do for my business to really take it to the next level. And, and that's the stuff that I'm really going to focus on today. And, and so let's just jump right into it. Aaron, um, before you do, you, you talked about the, that little example you had where something came back like wrong and weird for you. Yep. So there's this crazy image floating around the internet right now. This will make you laugh. You've probably seen it. Uh, you're not in America, so maybe not. So I don't, I get scared about how AI can actually like manipulate images. Like it could make you and me look like a bodybuilder real deal tomorrow. Like we could all of a sudden make the AI tool turn us into like a 250 pound bodybuilder ripped yeah. to the bones. And so like, it's a lot of fakeness. Yeah. So, so I think this is a meme going around Joe Biden and Donald Trump with their arms around each other at a picnic. AI image looked so real. It was scary. And clearly it wasn't. Wow. So my concern is like the manipulation of like the political landscape. That really concerns me. It's the not only the images, but also the, the, the planting of thoughts and, you know, parties potentially pushing agendas. Or I, I, I again, with no evidence to prove this, I think I think there's a side of AI that is a giant propaganda push. But I hope I'm wrong. I generally, gen genuinely hope I'm wrong. And I think that it's always good to be cognizant of the dangers. But for me. Uh, you know, and maybe it's just because I like to live in my own bubble. I focus on where are the benefits for me now? What do I need to learn how to use and how can it potentially improve our efficiency, our costs in my life? And, and, and it's funny because that's why we're, we're, we do a good show together. And I'm like <laughs> the other way. I'm like, where is there too much government overreach? That scares the hell out of me. I need to dig deep and find out what's going on and how to protect myself against it. So like, you're, you're always that guy, like, how's this going to impact humanity? As yeah. A, yeah. Where, where, where are the dangers? Where are the, the dangers? And I, and, and listen, the, the, the interesting thing about independent thinkers like us, like myself, I take pride in this is that when I genuinely get concerned or I have a, a prediction that sounds pretty grim, I actually genuinely hope I'm wrong. The difference yeah. between non-independent thinkers, the crazy globalists that make these predictions, they actually hope they're right. Okay, that's a different rabbit hole for a different show. Yeah, different different <laughs> show for a different day. <laughs> well, let me get kicked off into some of the favorite tools that I'm using right now. I'm just going to start with the with the granddaddy of them all right now, which is ChatGPT. Yes. And I still think there's a big uh, misunderstanding or lack of knowledge around what ChatGPT can be used for. And... Um, there are some amazing things that I'm using ChatGPT for, and I'm just talking about it through the marketing lens, right? So, you know, just from a pure research standpoint, usually when I'm doing research, I have to go to Google. You know, I've got to go down the rabbit hole of different sites. I've got to, you know, I've, it's, it takes a lot of time, right? And an example I'll use with you the other day, Andrew, was I was approached by an investment bank to do some marketing to bring them more, uh, you know, high quality individuals that they could lend capital to. Yeah. So I started going down the rabbit hole of, okay, when I do marketing, I tend to target uh, competitors first. So I went into ChatGPT and I said, hey, who are the, uh, the five closest competitors, 
you know, for a bank, right? And they said, okay, well, use financial news websites and reports, consult industry reports and market research from financial institutions, review the annual reports and filings of the bank in question, because they can mention their competitors. Great info, right? You know, conduct a competitive analysis using tools and software designed for market research. And I went, okay, that's a good start. I want something more specific. So I said, just give me 10 financial news websites then, because it mentioned, and boom, Bloomberg, CNBC, Reuters, Wall Street, Financial Times, Market Watch, Yahoo Finance, Barron's, Investing.com, Forbes. Great, boom, block, set aside for things that I could target. Then I said, great, now give me 10 financial subject matter experts. They said, no problem. Warren Buffett, Ray Dalio, Janet Yellen, Mohamed El Arin, Suze Orman, Robert Schiller, Howard Marks, Mark Cuban, Peter Lynch, Nassim Tlaib. Awesome, boom, subject matter experts, locked in. Now list me the top lending banks, not banks, but lenders, because they're lenders. Oh, no problem. Everybody from JP Morgan Chase to Capital One. Mm. Fantastic. So it's drilling down for you. It's drilling down. And if you ask it to drill down more and more specific, it will. I said, great, give me the top financial news TV shows yep. in America. Yep. No problem. Mad Money, Fast Money, Squat Box, Bloomberg, Closing Bell, Power Lunch, Wall Street, Halftime Report, Suze Orman. Awesome, boom, another section, right? The, uh, great, you know what, give me the top 10 apps that people use for finance. Bang, Mint, Robinhood, Acorns, Personal Capital, Cash App, Venmo, Betterment, Stash, Credit Karma Chime. Damn, I'm thinking, man, it would be nice, would have been nice to have this in college. How do these college kids must be able to whiz through research? There's actually AI tools now reading submissions in college to see if it was developed by AI. There's AI to combat AI. So they, because can see if you're, so they can see if you're cheating and just basically, again, having the whole thing think for you, right? Yeah. Well, you can just get a whole thing. Like, here's here's the craziness of ChatGPT. So the other day, a friend of mine has started this company where they're doing personal branding for people. Yep. So the first thing he does is he does a 90-minute interview with the, pro, the, the new client. Uh-huh. Tell me all about you, what what moves you, what you're driven by, you know, what's your origin story, all these million questions. And he has an AI tool called Fathom, record everything and turn it into a transcription from that call. Mm -hmm. He then takes that transcription, uploads it into ChatGPT, says, turn this into more real language because there's a lot of starts and stops and ums and ahs and blah, blah, blah. So all of a sudden it smooths out this recording. He said, now ChatGPT, you are a branding expert. You are a branding expert agency please take this information and break it down into a traditional brand guide for this client now all of a sudden it goes here's their mission here's their purpose here's their preferential color schemes here this is the kind of stuff that would have taken hours and hours and hours and of course at the end you take your experience and your wisdom you add a little you tweak a little but we're talking about stuff being done in minutes. You and I both know, is it easier, Andrew, to write copy on a sales page or tweak copy that somebody else has written on a sales page? Anybody would rather not start with a blank white slate, right? right. So the start, this is a, a good starter for a lot of things, which I- Oh my God, it's an right. amazing starter for so many different things. Mm -hmm. And and so ChatGPT, it's all about the prompts that you give. And a lot of them are. So I guess you have to be pretty intelligent on your prompts to get an intelligent reply and an intelligent. Yeah, path, and, and, right? and you have to play with it a little bit to I've get. I've not used it for the research element you're talking about right now, which which is intriguing to me. I always think about it as like a writing tool, right? Right. But the research tool angle is 
is interesting. Because it's grabbing everything from yeah, the internet. It's a, it's a quick compilation is what it's it is. Quick, I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly what it it's is. It's basically like a, like a traditional Google search on steroids is what it is. And I was writing – I was testing its ability to write headlines the other day for How'd that Act. go? Um, good, but you have to be – you have to do a little bit of critical thinking in how you give the prompt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for example, I'm, I'm trying to think of one that, that comes off the top of my head. I can't right now, but I said, you know, you're a Facebook ad agency and you need to make ads for this type of client who does this, right? Give me 10 compelling headlines for the beginning of that ad and it spit them out. And I went, eh, blah, don't really love them. I said, you're going to be more particular than most people being in this of space as long as you are. So I said, take these ads and transition them from their current format into fear-based headlines. So make them a little more dramatic, like National Enquirer or something, yes. right? So yeah. all of a sudden it gave me fear-based derivatives of those headlines and they were exponentially better. Wow. So it's about understanding the prompts and then starting to make a file of these prompts of how you ask it for what it wants. If you want it to be funny, you have to ask it to be funny. If you want it to be analytical, you have to be analytical. If you want it written um, from a fear-based standpoint, if you, you have to be very specific about what you ask, but the better your prompts, the better your outputs. Yep. And got so ChatGPT, I, I don't even believe I've got halfway down the rabbit hole with ChatGPT yet, but I'm starting to really understand how much time it can save and, and, and really how much data it can collect for you uh, and, and really reduce your workload in a lot of things that require the written word. Yep. Now, OpenAI is a, is, a, is a billion dollar parent company and it's releasing new products every day. So one of the things that I added to my chat GPT is their image generator which can go in the same interface. Yep. It was developed by ChatGPT, right? So if you ask it something like, design a logo for a new tech startup, it's literally one of their prompts on the page as an example of what you can ask it to do, right? It will literally design you 25 logos. Really? If you want to, um, you know, one of the examples that it gives is, uh, you know, Create me a, a, a background of somebody walking through space uh, wearing a red helmet. Boom, it's done. Create an image of a futuristic city. But, but Boom, are, are, Aaron, I, is it, are they high-resolution images? Yes. What? They're very, so very now strong. now we're talking about eliminating graphic designers too. Absolutely. Now, is it perfect? Again, it's kind of one of those things where you have to figure out your prompts because the more specific your prompts – the better off your deliverability, your, your deliverable is. Now, in this particular case, when I was trying to get it to write text, because we like to do images with text written on them, it really struggled with writing text on its own image. It hasn't, I don't know why it doesn't like to do that, but it struggles a little bit. But for just creating images, unique, royalty-free, one-off, you own it images, yeah. Yeah. It, it is amazing what it can punch out. Now, here's well, to my point earlier. I mean, that image I mentioned looks so real. It was scary. Absolutely. Now, here's the one that really blew my hair can back. You, this can week. you imagine, Aaron, the amount of like, like, I mean, models just you can't even tell if they're real anymore. Artificial no. intelligence. I've seen some of these girls and ladies and influencers online as of late. And I'm like, like 
they got, went so far with the AI, they don't even look real. Lips, face, cheeks, hair. It's like they look like cartoon characters. Again, artificial everything. Well, and here's the one that really threw me off this week because you and I both know the amount of money we have to spend on video is off the charts. Now, most of the stuff that we do is we will video ourselves and then we'll have it edited and we'll add transcriptions and all of this kind of stuff, right? There's now a new open AI product, same as ChatGPT, same as Image Creator, called Sora. S-O-R-A. Sora will show you on its site nine versions of videos that it created with just voice to text inputs. So the example that I'm looking at right now is I see a guy with a spacesuit on with a redneck cap. I'm looking at this right now. I'm looking at it right now. In <laughs> Mars, walking out of his spaceship. I'm talking Andrew. Yeah. Movie quality, not illustrated. I yeah. I movie had somebody show me something like this recently. Quality. Too. I'm looking at another one right now. There's a lady walking through China, really like beautiful fashion design, sunglasses, night, lights everywhere. Uber high quality video production. And all that it was asked, Andrew, all that it was asked was this. I would like a stylish woman, a stylish woman walking down a Tokyo street filled with warm, glowing neon and animated by city signage. She wears a black leather jacket, a long dress and black boots. This is this was the prompt. And it's a full blown cinematic one minute video piece. Absolutely wild. Can you send that to me after the show? I'd love to see that. Absolutely. And and it's actually, if anybody wants to see it, it's their home page video at open. So are you saying there's no there's no person in this video? There's no there's I mean there's no human it, being in this video is what you're saying. I mean, it looks like there's a million people in this video, but there's no like this isn't a, a video of a real person. This that's, is that's creative. my point earlier. It's incredible, isn't it? It's like you know, no more high removal talent, no more like you know, to do this in the real world, you'd have to set up. Oh my God, a whole 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 video crew. You'd have to have licenses, permits, be in Tokyo, lighting, the whole thing. Andrew, I know you're probably trying to pull it up on your side right now. It's just openai.com forward slash Sora, S-O-R-A. And you'll see about halfway down the page, the very first video, it says every video on this page was created by the software itself just using a prompt. And you'll see the examples. I mean, incredible, you know, incredible real Let's take life. A peek. Is this it? That's the one. So scroll halfway down the page. Yeah. And you'll see a, a Tokyo at night skyline. It's look like it's taking a second for it to load for you there. Do you see scroll up a little bit? Next one up. There it yeah, is. Right there. You see yeah, that? I don't know what's taking let it, let that load on the screen for a sec. Okay, so right here, you're saying none of this is human beings. None of this is human beings. She's not it, a human being walking. She is not a human being walking. She looks dead real. Dead real. And look at the not the, even a I'm like not even a thought of her not being real at this moment. So and as you can see on the bottom left corner, it shows yep. the exact prompt that was giving. So you can expand the prompt a prompt a little I bit see, if you I like. See, yeah. And it, you know, it's what Three sentences total, and boom, this was created. I mean, tell me this doesn't look stunning, high-quality production. This is unbelievable. 
I mean, what would make anybody think for a moment that this isn't a real video just in slow motion that was created by a whole video team that rented the whole street here? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, to me, this is just mind blowing. And so now you're really only limited by your creativity. If you look at the top right above the video, there's a one of nine of examples. So if you go go to the next, here's two of nine. Look at this. This Who wouldn't want to have animals of some sort inside of their video that now they can almost looks like a Star Wars scene, right? Look at this. Yeah, these are number three. So this is that was the one I was a movie trailer featuring the adventure of 30 year old spaceman wearing a red wool knitted motorcycle helmet, blue sky cinematic style shot on third five. Damn. Wild, right? Wild is right. Wild. I mean, this is what's interesting about this for the viewers watching this and being like, what are these guys talking about right now? Think about the marketing material you can develop without even having people or video teams needed. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The, the next one you're, you're looking at right now is, awesome. is a drone view. So you have to be specific, right? It's a drone view of waves crashing against the rugged cliffs along Big Sur's Gary Point. So actually a very specific place on Earth. The crashing blue waters create white-tipped waves while the golden light of the setting sun illuminates the rocky shore. This looks, this is this is Big Sur right here. I mean, this is. But Aaron, here's what I'm thinking. So you guys at Seven Mile run our media. Mm-hmm. You run media for a lot of big companies. Yep. What about these meme ads that are like three and four second videos of just something like this that adds a visual movement, hypnotic element to the actual ads you're running? Think about well, for that. And that's people, where and, and what about people who is, go, I could never do video and be on my ads? Well, you don't really have to. You can have little videos like this done. I assume this isn't free. Obviously, there's there's a cost to it, but it's actually very minimal. Like when you look at ChatGPT yeah. and their add-ons, they're, they're about 100 bucks a month. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you wanted to do this drone footage of Big Sur that I'm looking at right now, I mean, this would cost you $2,000 minimum. Like to get like this right here. Shot. Yeah, you've you got to get a drone. you got to fly it around. It has to be right weather. It has to be edited. It has to be the right day. Right. You're, you're 2000 bucks all day. If you go back to the one Tokyo. But this one right here, Aaron, is exactly seven seconds. Right. Right. And yep. just think for a minute, because you and I are advertising guys. Yep. This could be in it, this could be a video for your ad on Facebook if you were selling who the heck knows maybe it's beachfront real estate or maybe it's beachfront real estate travel you know maybe ball. your ad says something like you know get away for a weekend use travelocity.com you're like man I'd love to have a video that gets someone excited but I'm not going to be able to produce something like that well here's your 8 second video for hey, that ad i assume this could exactly, be buried in a Facebook Instagram or YouTube ad right you're exactly right and you're only limited by your ability to understand the platform because it's all about what is the prompt that you're giving it. It just takes a little practice. Yep, yep. And once you get back the first couple of times, you might be like, ah, oh, that's not quite right. So then you, you just keep drilling to, down, right? You got to drill it down. You got to drill it down. Now, here's where things get really wild, Andrew. <laughs> I showed you. Are you saying you've spent like an abnormal amount of time in this? You can tell I haven't. I know that um, you have. I can tell you. I'm have. looking at it again from efficiency. Production, cost, right? The one I showed you, I think, a couple weeks ago, which is called HeyGen, is insane. So HeyGen is an AI software where you can create an avatar of yourself. So you go into HeyGen, 
You sign up for an account, they'll let you do one for free right out of the gates. And they get you to look into your camera or upload a video of you speaking. They actually, really? It's actually better if you upload a video. Let's pull that this just... one up for the viewers as well, Aaron. So this sure. one is, uh, I'm not showing my screen right now. What, what is it called? It's called HeyGen, H-E-Y-G-E-N, HeyGen. HeyGen AI. So HeyGen, as you're pulling it up, you can go create a, an, a video avatar of yourself. So you can either look in the camera and record a 30 second video, or you can upload a video of yourself talking into your camera. It doesn't matter either way you wanna do it. Yep. And in two minutes, it will create a video avatar of you. So I have one exactly where I'm sitting right now with my picture behind me in my office, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. You can slightly tweak it. You can say, oh, I, I speak a little bit faster or a, a lower resonance or a higher resonance, but I tell you, the version it comes out with in one shot is amazing. And from that point, you can copy and paste text into HeyGen, doesn't matter how long the text is, and it will spit back out you reading that script. So Aaron, let me let me ask you a question. So right off the bat to get that template moving, you need to give it a video of like me talking right now for five or 10 seconds. I'm, I'm Absolutely. Right? You have, you have talking about anything. You, you can upload a video of you talking into your camera for 30 seconds that you had historically. Like we okay. could upload our podcast, for example. Right, right. Or they just say, please read this script and look into your camera. It takes all of two minutes. And then that template is basically buried in there for any future video production. Correct. And now you've got the avatar created. You can now just take documentation and copy and paste the text and drop it inside of HeyGen and it will spit out you doing that video. I have had so many people say there's no way that this is real. This isn't you. <laughs> no, it's it's me. I actually sent my son. I had him make an avatar in my office and then he said, I don't believe this is going to be any good. So write a script that you know I would never say. I think you showed me that. Yeah. And that's right. And I sent it over to him and it yeah. said something along the lines of my dad is the most handsome man on yes, the yeah, planet. Yeah. You know, he he lifts more than I ever will. He'll still be able to beat me up when he's 90 years old. And I sent it over to and him. I'm like, and I'm watching this going, he would never say that. Exactly. <laughs> well, he posted it on his social and his friends freaked out. They said, this is the craziest, to your point, deep fake, deep scary fake. technology I've ever seen in my entire life. So there's definitely downsides to it, but think about it from this perspective. When you're a business owner and you know you should be making content, right? And you just can't. You just can't, you're so busy, right? Now, you could literally go into ChatGPT for an example, and let's say you were an insurance agent. Let's say you were that that was your business, right? You go into ChatGPT and you say, "Please find me the 10 biggest concerns that customers have about signing up with an insurance agent. And it goes one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, right? Here's their 10 biggest concerns. Now you say, okay, this concern number one, write me a 500 word article about this concern. Boom. Now it creates you a 500 word article. Now you take that 500 word article, you copy, you paste it into Hey Jen and you say, Hey Jen, go make me a video saying this. Boom. It spits it out. 
Now you take it and you pop it into social. You you could literally create thousands of pieces of high quality content. You could have somebody as a machine, like a, a human, just repeating this content engine over and over and over again. And now guess what? You and me, we're not the, the bottlenecks anymore. Mm. Cause I don't know about you, but like in the agency, for example, we're trying to get clients to record ad videos all the time. We're trying to get them to re-record, you know, VSLs. And now you could get them to record something once. Once. Because the problem is I'm waiting on them. They got to get it in their schedule. They do it wrong all the time. So that one time so it's got So you guys could technically run the AI power tool for the client once you have that core template video, right? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. I just want it one So the, the, the system we just looked at needs like a good, what, 20, 30 seconds, 10 seconds? How, how long does it need of the person talking before it goes, captured, I got it, now I can replicate it? 30 seconds. So you have to talk for 30 seconds about something. Yep. And you could talk about anything. You just need to talk for 30 seconds, right? And you just need to make sure that on that 30 seconds, you've got yep. a good mic, you've got a good Yeah, because it's going to replicate the environment. Because it's going to replicate the environment. And that's one of that the biggest is things huge. is the environment changes all the time with our clients. They're, they're, sometimes they're in the car. Sometimes oh they, their God, mic the is bad. Sometimes their lighting is bad. The world. Holy moly, man. I mean, and now I could say, okay, I'm going to take 100 scripts copy and paste into HeyGen, and now I've got a hundred ads done in five minutes. So are you guys doing this yet in your agency? Because I know that you do a lot of YouTube and YouTube reels and, and I'm thinking about it for me because, you know, Aaron's team, by the way, you know, if you're watching the show for a long time, Aaron, Aaron owns seven mile media, which is a huge advert, private boutique advertising company. I own pipeline pro sales and marketing CRM. So they drive our traffic. And I'm like, we've done a few videos for pipeline pro. They've done. Okay. We do better with images, but why are we not doing a new video a week, testing a new video or two a week? Once I do my 30-second script, I'm out. Well, and the big just reason focus that on we the haven't words done the it, script now, right? And the funny thing is, because this is real life. This is a yeah. real-life show where we talk about real-life things. Wait a minute. Uh, hold on. Are we really here? <laughs> or Let's are we just honest. holograms? Because that's my – I like, I get – don't get me going. Be honest with our listeners right now. We are here. The reason that we have not tested more videos for you – is because you are a pain in the ass to nail down to shoot videos. Who, me? Yes, you are. Well, I think everybody kind of is to a degree, right? Because well, what video, I was say here's is, the thing. For all the reasons you mentioned, it's like, okay, I got to set up. got to get my lights right. going. I got to nail it. Right? I got to get the scripts going. Like, it's, it's very time-consuming, and it's a little nerve-wracking. Right, and, that, and, uh, and I'm not... I'm not pointing you out as an anomaly. I think you're pointing me out as as you're a, the as, same as, as everybody. Yeah, as sort of the template of what most people are, right? So the only reason that we haven't rolled this out from a an SOP standpoint inside the agency is what I was actually trying to figure out with HeyGen is can I add in, can I create 40 avatars? I think we have somewhere between 40 and 50 clients. You right mean now. try different people for the same ad? Um, funny enough. Inside of HeyGen, there's actually other avatars of other humans. So if you don't even want to be on camera. Well, like you don't want to be the pitch person, right? You don't want to be the pitch person. They have built-in avatars of young women, middle-aged women, older women, young men, business-looking men, athlete men. And you can just copy and paste all your scripts in and they'll read the, they'll, they'll come out with red scripts. But Yeah, it's funny you say this because you got me thinking too. Because in one of our done-for-you deliverables, we actually have video production done for our top end clients, UGC style videos where we'll go grab an actor yes. and scripts and have them create like five different little commercial style versions. But I'd rather it be the client, but I know what you just said, 99% of people 
teach, they don't feel comfortable doing video. They don't have the right equipment. It actually deters sales. It, it, it just slows everything down. And, and, and I'll close the loop on what I was saying before. The, I was gung-ho to roll this out, doing exactly what you said uh-huh. two minutes ago, a can month I the, ago. Can I, I get the test case? I said, every client, I want to put an SOP in onboarding yep. and say, go into HeyGen. Here's your script. Record 30 seconds. Be this backdrop, this mic. Now we're done. It's and like then a one, we, so it's like a one-shot deal for the client, man. One and just got to get it right for one minute. Now the problem time. is with HeyGen, there's always a problem, right? The problem with HeyGen is they don't want to give you more than three avatars per account. So it doesn't work the way that I want it to. Oh, so I'm going to have to. So there's do, limitations now. Right. So what I'm going to have to do instead is I'm going to have to have my clients sign up on their own accounts when they sign up, which is fine. It's not hugely expensive. And I'm going to have to walk them through creating their avatar and then add us to the account as a seat. So it's a little bit clunkier than I wanted. But here's the thing. Once you get it set up once, I can churn out 25 VSLs, 100 ads, all perfect, all same backdrop, all same tonality, all same look without the back and forth from the clients all day long. It, it, it's a lifesaver man, for what we can be. Like these are just examples. I think you, you listen, I think, I think on this episode of Sales Philosophy TV, you actually sold me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a tough sell. <laughs> oh man. Here's, I'm like, I'm like, you're, like, I'm hoping everybody watching is like getting stoked for the efficiency tools here. Cause I got to tell you, I'm, I'm like, you, you got my head spinning on things. I've just been resistant to all of it because it's, and, and it's my, it's, it's my own fault, right? I'm resistant to it because I'm, I'm too caught on the danger of what we're talking about. But man, some of these efficiency ideas I'm absolutely adopting for, um, for a lot of things, advertising, video production, my own stuff, client stuff. Here's, here's one that blew my mind when I was speaking at a, uh, a conference called traffic you got me over the hump today, put it that What's, way. When I, when I was speaking at traffic and conversions two weeks ago yep. or three weeks ago in Las Vegas, um, there's a guy named Ryan Dice that owns a company called digital marketer. Ryan doesn't own it anymore though. I thought, Did I, I think he still it? does. I'm pretty Is that sure. Right? Oh, I thought yeah, he sold I, it. No, I think he still owns it. He doesn't own traffic and conversions anymore. They sold that to Clary. Okay. So he still owns the digital market. Okay. He still owns digital marketer. Yep. So him. And Roland, yep. who, who is his partner, they've actually created an automated machine where they have one person go into chat GPT, yep. create an hour-long back-and-forth dialogue. It webhooks into, into HeyGen, and then it webhooks into the podcast platforms they're spitting out a podcast episode a day like you and I are doing right now, and they are not even there. Dude, if you could see my face right now watching the video of this version of the show, I'm, I'm, I'm mind blown now. Because again, like it's a total fake podcast now. So what they did was they just basically fed the script to the machine to do the next episode. They're not in it though. Three feeding mechanisms. Chat VGBT to create the content. Web hooked into HeyGen, where their avatars live, script fed in back and forth. They're like you and me talking for an hour. But that had to be written out, obviously. It was written by ChatGPT. Oh my God, Lord Jesus. And then it went into HeyGen to create it. And then it was web hooked into the platform, so you didn't need a production person to upload it. 
And I think they use decipher.ai, which I've showed you to create all the titles and all the subtitles for the podcast itself and the summary. Dude, they're doing a podcast episode a day that they're not even in. Wow. Did that just not make your brain go I'm like blown away? I'm thinking like, okay, so let's do our live show once a week. And then maybe let's do a fake live show once a week also and have two shows a week. But we the do question 10 is, shows a day. yeah, wow, man, I guess it's, you lose that, that personality and that banter though. I mean, how does it, it, it must be very cut and dry. Is it very cut and dry? It's dude. If I didn't like tell voice you, fluctuations, people cutting each other off once in a while. Do you have any of that fun stuff? I, if, if I <laughs> didn't tell you that it was fake, you Can would you send have me a link like when we're done here, please. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to see what the show looked like. Non-live that version and, and, and the difference between live, like did it, did it lose personality? Did it lose humanity? Did it lose banter? Did it lose ad libbing? I don't know if I would go down the road of, and, and just so everyone's clear today, this yeah. is not an AI generated podcast. We are real here today. For the second time we're really here. <laughs> Can you imagine if I finished this today and said, this was all AI generated, people's minds would fall apart. It'd be, yeah, it's like Jetsons, the, jet, the Jetsons mind blowing. This is real. We are, we are real today. It is February 16th and we are here. But <laughs> my point is, is you're only limited to your creativity with these tools and they're going to put certain industries out of business. I've been saying this for two years now. Oh, they're going to crush video producers and they're going to crush graphic designers and they might even crush some copywriters. Copywriters? Think about that. That's a problem. Huge. Copywriters, yep. huge. Yep. Designers, huge. Video production, huge. Those, those industries are being absolutely battered. Yeah. right now and and i can see agencies uh, because i belong to this agency uh m a portal mm -hmm. i see agencies daily going up for sale with fire sale pricing that are related to copy graphics video their people are trying to get out of them so it's fast a, but listen, it's, a, it's 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 a commodity business anyways i don't know necessarily i, I think the copywriting side will suffer the least but, but commoditize things like graphic design and video, people shop those things. But if you understand direct response copywriting and marketing like we do, we understand that when you have a really good direct response copywriting human being, they will be able to drill down and really capture your voice and capture your messaging better than any, any, any bot or machine will ever. Now, the machine can certainly help. Right? And here's but, what I'll say to that. And, and my guess is copywriters are using it as, a, you know, as an amplifier today, if I had to guess. What I said to my copywriters, my graphic designers, my video creators is phase one is I used to give you on this project, for example, mm -hmm. five hours to complete it. Uh -huh. And I was giving you $50 an hour on this project because that's what we had figured it takes to do X project, right? I went back to them three months ago and said, you are now getting two and a half hours because you're either already using AI and it's not taking five hours, but you're billing me five hours mm -hmm. or you need to start using AI and getting it done in two and a half hours. Cause either way I'm cutting your input hours, your output hours, your billable hours by half effective immediately. So you either adapt or you're gone. I love it. That's a really smart thing to do because most likely if you're using outside vendors in any capacity, let's take the big three, video, graphic design, and copywriting, Correct. there's a good chance that they might be 
do I dare call it cheating, that they might be cheating with the AI tools. And, and I don't, I, I, I wasn't saying to them, don't use them. Yeah. I was saying, yeah, if listen, anything, yeah. do use them. Become I think the, con- listen, you, you and I are, are, have always been old school, new school, hybrid guys. We've always said, okay, let's, let's, let's always figure out how to create a great sell, sell, selling process or marketing process with both internet and non-internet. So people and non-people. So it's the same thing with the internet, right? When the internet came on board, people wanted to never speak to anybody again and, and have the internet email autoresponders do the selling for them or whatever, right? Yeah. But I've always stayed in the middle. And I think we, we probably end up, we'll end up staying in the middle with AI is the combination of a human being who's smart and AI tools that are smart combined will always do better than just one or the other, I believe in time. Well, and I'll wrap it up with this because you and I both <laughs> have calls starting at the top of the hour. I talked to a client, it wasn't a client, a prospect the other day. Um, has a huge real estate land um, directory online. So think like, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a real estate directory like Zillow, yeah. right? So like a Zillow, but for land. Big company doing well, let's call it, not big company, eight figures a year, but but doing well. He went down the AI combined with webhooks and automations rabbit hole a year ago and said, I'm on a mission to become as efficient as possible, leveraging all of these tools. In 12 months of research, he dropped his overhead by 80%. Hmm. 80% by doing research, vetting out the good tools, not vetting the other tools, and eliminating what you said, the commoditized people in his business. The stuff that you can pull that don't require people as much as some of the things that do. Yes. Right? Like I wouldn't want to replace a sales guy. I wouldn't want to replace a good copywriter, but I'd replace a graphic designer all day. I'd replace a video production person all day. Right? I'd, so there's, there's probably going to be huge opportunity for cutting costs and replacing people, which, by the <laughs> way, scares me for people. I mean, this would be a really bad time to be an employee. Right? Like if you're an employee of a company... If you're in a job right now and you don't have some sort of control of a business or some sort of consulting play, it's you're you could be moved out for AI technology anytime. Well, you can put your head in the sand and ignore it, or yeah. you can understand and admit that it's here and realize that you have to up your value proposition in the marketplace before you get eliminated. And if you can sell, it's a sales show. Right. I've always said if you can sell and communicate, you're pretty insulated. Right. The good companies and good businesses are always going to be looking for people who can sell and communicate in person. <laughs> Real people who can sell and communicate are always going to be. Very rare. Population, r- really rare part of the population, Correct. Right? but I mean, very sought after. Right. These are the leaders. These are the people that 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 persuade and produce results is good communicators and good salespeople. Now, along with these AI tools, right? I told you in the beginning, we're launching an AI tool really soon here. We'll probably roll it out on the podcast. We're calling it at this time, Lead Gen AI Sales Assistant, because it allows you to scrape data from the internet, reach out to your prospects, and then the AI tools will actually help you craft messages that are specific to the prospect. It's a really cool tool. We, we just partnered with a company that's designed this for us. It's going to live right inside of our software. Really cool because... You know, you can prospect and you have canned approaches. You get these all day long, Aaron, but then you can prospect and they can be personal to the prospect. And each prospect based on 
the AI tool going out and learning about Aaron Parkinson can send a message that might say, hey, I saw that you're an avid New Orleans Saints fan, and I saw that you own an agency for seven years. Would you be interested in maybe looking at a new payroll company? But what got your attention? Would you be interested in a new payroll company or the fact that they knew you were a Saints fan and had an agency? Absolutely. That's what it does. Then I feel connected with it. It pulls the personal information into the equation because the AI tool is able to go out and find what's public about you. I don't know if Maybe it says you're an avid Saints fan on your Facebook page. Maybe your LinkedIn profile says, I'm the owner of Seven Mile Media for 10 years now. Whatever is out there can be pulled instantly and used as a connection device, as a, you know, as a, as a, as a hook, a hook, an attention grabber, a, hey, we went to the, I saw that you went to Hofstra University and played football and I went to right here and there, right? It, it, when it pulls that, it's like, man, they did their research. Well, yeah, they did. But the AI tool helped them do their research in five minutes instead of 50 minutes, right? There's your research. So a lot of different opportunities in the AI space right now. We just wanted to share some of them that were working well for us. Go down the rabbit hole, play with them. Think about efficiency, think about profit and um, we can't wait to share more great stuff with you I, I, on the next show. I think there's going to be probably a lot more coming, Aaron, as uh, as we talked about here. I think there's a lot of AI tools coming our way. So I would say stay tuned. I've got one coming out. You know a whole bunch. But, man, this kind of blew my mind today. So, folks, we will see you in the next episode. It will probably be Sales Velocity TV before we roll it into the new one. Uh, Aaron, I'll let you go, man. Good, good hang with you as always. This one's a wrap. I'm Andrew. That's Aaron. Over and out. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.